DJ Clue, Clue, new shit, new shit. Yo, what up? What up, Jack? What up, Chuck? I just wrote this joke driving over here. DJ Clue, Clue. Um, okay. So, when Santa Claus is mad, what is he called? What? Mataclaw? Sane Anger! <laughs> okay. It's a very niche joke, but that's not bad. It is. Okay, and I got, I got one more. And what, what does he say to his wife when he's, you know, upset? What? I'm manly in anger with you! Alright. Um, oh, a, a Metallica joke. Alright, let's start two. the show. <laughs> well, I know Nick is a podcast and you're listening to it today. Well, I know Nick is a podcast and it's hosted by Chuck and Jay. We don't know what we're gonna do and we don't know what we're gonna say. But all we know is we're not going today. Yeah, we're not going today. Not Nordic Pod at gmail.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 60 of the world-famous We're Not Nordic Podcast. Podcast. My name is Chuck. Hi, I'm Jay. Please, I know you did not like that joke, everybody out there. We just, we, it's very embarrassing and I apologize. Should have let it go. Chuck said that. Listen, embarrassing jokes are kind of our thing, right? Yeah, but that was absolutely terrible. But there's this thing that I always wanted to do with you. It's, uh... You come up with a word. Okay. Or you come up with it. Yeah, you come up with a word. I come up with a word. And then we have and we have to just make a joke out of those two things. They don't have to necessarily mean or go together. Isn't that like an imp- so That's like that, an improv uh, thing, yeah. But I, we used to do that back in the day. Spencer from Discount Cemetery and myself used to do that a lot. Okay, so if I said chair and you said buffalo wings, I'd have to come up with a joke that involves a chair and buffalo wings? Correct. So we'd have to sit there. Oh, no, it... it it, there has to those two elements have to be in the joke. Okay. So I mean, I guess you could tell a story about sitting on a chair in Buffalo Wild Wings. You know what I'm saying? You could do that. I mean, that's the easy way out. But you know, or you could find a punchline in there. There's no easy way. Okay. So. Um, man, I, I are we doing this? I don't feel like my mind works that way. But I'll give I'll give it a I'll give it a shot. Okay. So what was it? It was a chair and Buffalo Wings. Yes. Okay. Um. Uh. Hold on. <laughs> okay. I just, I'll just say this, um, <laughs> blue, blue cheesy chair, <laughs> like an easy chair, blue cheesy chair, no, okay, um. So I was like, sitting, I was sitting in my kitchen eating some buffalo wings. Okay. And my wife came in and she said, what on earth are you doing? I said, I'm eating buffalo wings. And she threw, um, she threw a chair at me and I said, well, why'd you do that? She said, those were my chickens. No, it's it's difficult. It's a jumping off point, I guess. Yeah, exactly. There, there's there's something there, maybe. Yeah, in the future, we'll work on that. So, I'm sorry I brought this up on National Sticker Day. You know, <laughs> I was walking past Chuck's car today, and uh, I let him know. I said, "Dude, you have a badass sticker on your on what? the back of your car," and he's like, "I know." And then I looked in the front; he had another one. So, National Sticker Day is celebrated on January 13th. The birthday of R. Stanton Avery, who in 1935 would create the first self-adhesive label using a peel-off. Well, you know why I have badass stickers. Because you're a badass. I'm dub badass. Oh, damn, <laughs> folks. You heard it here. Second. <laughs> oh, boy. National Sticker Day. Yes. Well, so, do you remember one of the first stickers you ever bought? 
Um, I mean, my first skateboard. I talked about this with TJ last week. Had a bunch of stickers on it. Okay. I remember I, I had a uh, I had a bumper sticker that on it that said, "I still miss my ex, but my aim is improving." Okay. Uh, <laughs> Great one, bro. Yeah, it's classic. I think what? my first sticker that I bought, I went to Akrat, and I think I bought a Gorilla Biscuit sticker. And I bought a fish sticker because I thought it was cool looking. Gorilla biscuits and, and fish. And fish. What a combo. Fish. You'll, you'll be hearing about fish at some point. There. Oh, we already did fish. I'm we sorry. did do fish, the, yes. the, the Grateful Dead is forthcoming. Oh, dear Lord. Okay. <laughs> Looking exciting. Um, so what's going on, man? I, I haven't seen you since... Uh, it's a new year. Yeah. It's, uh, nobody, there's Bad no, jokes. There's no crazy shit going on in the state capital today, so it's better than the country's capital today, so it's better than last Wednesday. Correct. Amundo. So how was your Christmas? What did Sandy bring you? Oh, uh, Sandy brought me, uh, I got this new wristwatch. Oh, damn. It's purple. Nice. Uh, what about you? Um, I got a lot of cool things. I got weather tech stuff. Well, you gotta stay warm. No, for my car. The oh. floor mats. Oh, I thought that was some kind of clothing. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, shit. And, uh, oh, you got a projector, too. Oh, really? Watts bought a projector for uh, me. Oh, dude, we should definitely, like, watch a movie in your yard or something. I know. Something. Yeah, she brought a screen, everything. Sorry to brag, folks. Get at me jealous style, okay? NotNordicPod at gmail.com. We should have Not Nordic screenings in the yard. Yes, we should. So you got any news, bro? I mean, can we get this crack a with all this? Well, I'm just freestyling here, man, because I honestly I didn't put any together. But the thing that I've been most into in the past few weeks that I haven't gotten to talk to, about, talk to you about on the podcast is the lead singer from Eve Six's Twitter account. Okay. Uh, do, do you know anything about this? I know nothing about this. All right, so the Eve Six was a band in the late 90s who uh, scored one, one you know, alt-rock hit for a few months. You know it, right? Yes. I will swallow the rind. Yeah. I will choke on the pride, but the lack that... Right. Want to put my tender heart in, in a blender. blender. Yeah. So, shortly before Christmas, the lead singer of that band, whose name is Max Collins, um, I guess took over their Twitter account, which had been more or less inactive. And it kind of all started with this tweet. This tweet dated December eighteenth, where he tweeted, "I was literally a virgin when I wrote the Heart in a Blender song," and that became that. That tweet kind of went viral, and um, he's he's since then uh, sort of taken over the account. And um, there, this this article that I found is from the Washington Post. It says how Eve Six's Twitter account became its own strange form of art. Okay. So he started to, uh, he he shares like funny and sometimes incriminating stories from back when they were fam- like pretty famous. Really. He also he he refuses to call his the song is called Inside Out and he refuses to call it by its name. He just calls it the Heart in a Blender song. That's pretty funny. And uh, so he start he started to. Um, Does he say where he gets his band name from? Well, it's from uh, it's from the X Files. Correct. Yeah. I just want to make sure. Um. So he he started tweeting like semi-famous people and asking them if they quote unquote like the Heart in a Blender song. Okay. And some some people actually responded like like you know the actor Vincent D'Onofrio. He tweeted that he uh, he kind of liked the Heart in a Blender song, and somebody else said they said they do like like he's a, he asked Eric Trump if he liked it. Hillary Duff, do you like the Heart in a Blender song? Hillary Duff responded. Um, What'd she say? She said, I'm more of a Chevy Mustang wrong things girl. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> wow. 
Jeffrey Epstein probably sang along to the heart in a blender song at least once. This is my favorite tweet he put because he he's I don't know if it's like sort of faked or sort of not, but apparently he's got like big time beef with the singer from Third Eye Blind. Oh, I would see that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so this is this is he tweeted a bunch of old stories, but I really love this one. This is from December twentieth. It says the Third Eye Blind guy had me fake arrested by a real cop in Arizona on tour because the night before I'd taken a big jar of candy from the front desk and said I'm the singer of Third Eye Blind I can do whatever I they I can do whatever I want and they called his room at 3 a.m. telling him to give the candy back <laughs> okay what what was the candy any candy it was a candy and he know. said he somebody did ask that he said it was an assortment oh okay yeah <laughs> December 21st if you run the numbers on life expectancy of 90s band singers it's like not great <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think. There were there were a whole bunch more. Like, um, uh, so has he had access to this the entire time, and he's just breaking into it now? I guess so. We we talked we talked about it a lot for the first two weeks. Like, <laughs> here's a pin tweet from December 14th. Said, "Pretty sure we're going to be huge again." Um, we we thought like my friend Joe for the first couple of days thought it was like legitimately. Like a like a coordinated publicity stunt, but I think this guy is just like like it's been going on for the for so long to the point now. I think this guy is just really bored, and like was kind of have like I think he's a little like unmedicated whatever, and I think maybe he was having a manic episode and really just like took it to Twitter. Well, when was the last time he posted prior to that? Like, what was the what was the last post they posted? I would have Before to. Before Uncle Buck. I would have to go back and look if you want. If you want to vamp for a second, because he's he's been he's been posting pretty nonstop for the past three weeks or something. Because that song came what out in two thousand two thousand one around that, that I era. Be, I believe that was nineteen ninety eight. Was it? Um, Hold on, I'll, I'll search it up. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, t- to me, th- those are one of those bands that are you know, <laughs> for instance, like Semisonic. They're one hit wonder, and then they're garbage. Well, you know, so I, 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 I kind of, um, uh, I kind of fell down when I kind of really got into the Twitter account. I kind of fell down an Eve Six wormhole, and I listened to their first two records. Um, so, and then I read an interview with him. He posts about the Sopranos a lot too. He's a big fan. Okay, um, nice. So the the thing that I find interesting about Eve Six is so they were in high school when they got signed to a major label. And so what they did was uh, the label apparently I guess wanted them to finish uh, finish high school, so they got they got their advance from the label in the form of like a stipend. Wow! Yeah, ninety eight. Yeah. Okay. So he they were like sixteen, getting like five hundred six hundred bucks a month to be in Eve Six, <laughs> and then on top of that they got to leave school early because it was like they, they, it got credit as some sort of like job placement thing. So what what did they do with high school? They rendezvoused, then they were through with it. E. <laughs> yeah, he wrote he wrote because he was talking about a one of the tweets. He's like, imagine like the the most embarrassing journal entry you ever wrote, going double platinum. Uh. But what I find anyway, what I find interesting is that like if you listen to say Semisonic or Third Eye Blind or like Matchbox Twenty or something like that, like to me. Those songs were written with the goal of being on the radio. You know what I mean? Like, Eve 6 was just, like, kids, like, having fun who, like, kind of accidentally wrote a song that 
kind of captured captured the country's imagination for a few months, you know? Yeah, kind of like a Harvey Danger kind of feel. That's, I mean, that's, that's what I kind of get from it, you know? Yeah. It's the kind of thing where it's just like, okay, what are you doing with this song? It's not really anything uh, special it appear- to me. It appears as if he wiped his Twitter before, uh, or maybe it just only goes back this far. I can only go back to December 23rd. Of this year? Yeah. I mean, of last year, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Somebody asked Potbelly Sandwiches if they like if they liked the uh, Hard in a Blender song, and they responded, and the guy, Max goes, you're not funny, and your sandwiches taste like cardboard, fuck off, no one likes you. <laughs> Damn. Um... So I, I actually posted on um, on uh, Facebook because he, he very specifically was like, I'm getting all these invitations to be on podcasts. I don't want to do any of your podcasts. And I said on Facebook, my new mission is to get Eve Six Guy on our podcast, even though he specifically said he does not want to do any podcasts. What would you ask him? What are some questions you would ask him? Well, see, he's... Um, would you ask him to make a joke about a chair and buffalo wings? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, that's what I would do. Okay. No, I mean, at this point, I'd be like, whatever you want to talk about is cool with me, because he's, he talked about, he's, he talks about The Sopranos a lot, he talks about David Lynch, like, like, if you want to talk about movies, if you want to talk about TV, like, I, I don't give a fuck, like, we don't have to talk about Eve 6, but I'll tell you what, I mean, if, if it is, like, in some way, like, a, a publicity stunt, it's a smart one, because if Eve 6 released a new record next week, I'd 100% listen to it. And I listened to their first two records twice. Really? Yeah, in December. <laughs> the set, And I can say definitively that the second one, uh, the follow-up, Horoscope, is quite a bit better. Really? Yeah, and he even said in his tweets, like, he, you know, they wrote that first record when they were, like, 16 years old, and he's like... He's like, we really wanted to write another record just so we didn't have to play some of those songs anymore. Yeah, but you can't. I mean, look look at bands like Silverchair. Like when Silverchair wrote that first album, that thing was fucking good. And then when they came up with Freak Show after that, it was even better. You know what I mean? So they can't they can't fall back to an age thing and say we were sixteen. Yo, grow a pair of nads, bro. Okay, be be proud of what you did. Just say we did it. We were fucking sixteen when we recorded it. Be proud of it. Stop fucking. Wishy washing, bitching about it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you're allowed to like the no, second you're not. record better. No, he's not. Wow. Okay. Silver Chair is the end all be all for rock dudes at young ages. Because they were 16 too, right? They they won. They, the, might, they might have been even younger than that. They won the Battle of the Bands and they came out and did that rock album, bro. Frog Stomp, bro. Right? Frog Stomp and then Freak Show. Yeah. Yeah, Freak Show has got some hits on it, man. Dude, I, I like Silverchair. Bro, Body and Soul. That was my theme song when I was a kid, dude. I'm a freak. I'm a freak. Oh, there's a, there was another one. Um, he was talking... I can't find it now because, like I said, it doesn't seem to go back that far. But um, he was talking about the guy from uh, The Spin Doctors. Okay. And um, he's like... He said the guy... Um, oh, here... There, there might be some more here we can read real quick. Go ahead now. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he followed up on December 18th. I was literally a virgin. He did follow up with, I've since had sex. Okay. And, I'm uh, glad he clarified that answer. <laughs> and he's very, into, he's very into calling out people who work in offices. <laughs> he said, what time do you guys start your fake email jobs? Just trying to be aware of optimal engagement hours. <laughs> and then... Uh, See, he's he's a little too he's a little too cynical for you, huh? Uh, I can see I can see it in your face. 
Um, well, he can do whatever he wants. He can go around and be a rabble-rousing, rowdy, uh, rebellious, you know, Roger if he wants to. I don't... It's... It, 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 this isn't on my radar of care level. You know what I mean? See, I, I was fascinated by this for a couple of weeks. Um, all right, so here's like a series about Third Eye Blind. But besides the one about the candy, he said, "I ever tell you guys about the time the guy from Third Eye Blind told me he fucked my girlfriend?" <laughs> and he said, um, "I have nothing but love for the Third Eye Blind guy. He's such an asshole. It's almost generous. I wish rock stars like that still existed. Like there's an entertainment value to his abject shitty personality that is completely missing in today's culture. It's borderline altruism to be that much of a dick." <laughs> And he said, after the third eye blind guy told me he fucked my girlfriend, he told me I was, quote, a wordsmith like Jim Morrison. Huh. So I guess his character in Rockstar was really like that? You know, he, I looked into that, too. He is not the first guy to say that guy's a dick. Oh, okay. Apparently, the, the drummer from Jimmy Eat World, who I don't know to be any kind of a rabble rouser, apparently had a lot to say about them after they got on, got off tour. Well, if you think about it, he lived a seven-chime carnal life, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Baby... Baby, he just wants something else, dude. He said the guys from Lit are really nice, but I think they think they're bigger than they are. And then somebody responded, and their new music sounds like Travis Tritt. And he goes, "These '90s bands all go country." Uh, but that's the thing. Uh, whatever. He's he's complaining about his shit, and he's he's uh, whatever. Go ahead. No, no. He said the li- I mean, who who fucking cares if Lit? Whatever. This guy's fucking. I love him. <laughs> You want to hear? You want to hear the story? He's a new Jack prankster, bro. Want to hear the story about him almost getting beaten up by the guy from Stained? Yes, hopefully it was successful. There was a good scene between me and the Stained guy too. Shit, I'm writing the memoir of alternative rock mediocrity right now. This stuff deserves its place in the canon of rock and roll history, though. A festival in like Indiana or something when I was very much still in my cups. He's in recovery. I climbed on top of the stage left PA wing, which was very high, at least 20 feet up, and mimed the stained guy as he was singing that I'm on the outside song. His security pulled me off, and I landed hard on my back, and they threw me out. Next morning, my tour manager woke me up in my bunk and said, there's 12 guys waiting outside the bus right now who want to kick the shit out of you. You should probably apologize. So I stumbled off the bus and walked up to them and said, look, I'm sorry, guys, nothing personal. I was real drunk. And the guitar player was like, dude, it's cool, man. We've all been there. No worries. And the singer with the tri- Tats was like, you better be. <laughs> oh my god. And then he said, respect to the guy from Stained for sounding like Waylon Jennings meets Bon Jovi now. Uh, yeah, see, this guy, uh, I don't know. It's just <clears throat> the problem I have with it is he's just, um, he's just saying he's better. It's just, he's coming off like he's better than everybody. No, he shits on himself quite a bit, too. Mm. Nah. So, nah. So you're saying if I get him on the podcast, it should be a chilling with Chuck because he'll just be like, "Oh, I'll, I'll confront him. He, he's, he's, you know, he thinks he's hot shit, but he ain't." So. I, don't, I don't think he does. I think he's fucking miserable. <laughs> nah. 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 He thinks all the things he did were so cool, and all, like he's bragging about all this bullshit. Like, dude, that's great. Just, just say there was a time that I did this. Not like, and the dude from Stain was like. This fucking ass wipe, and I was like, totally, dude. It's interesting. I, I I got a different impression from it. If he just came out and said, "Man, back in that day, I was a real asshole," you know, back in the day, this happened. But no, he's just he's just saying that he's looking back, not reflecting. It's uh, what would the word be? What's he doing? I don't know what you're reaching for here. I'm reaching for his uh, neck to you're, choke. You're reaching for the mute, you're reaching for the mute button. 
What do you mean? Demute him? Yeah, on Twitter. Yes, I am. Block. Blocked. What do you guys think? Well, I, I, like I said, that was... Forget Chuck. What do the, you guys the la- think? The Nordic Pod at gmail.com. The last week of the year, that, that, that Twitter account was my joy. It really was. And I thought he would peter it out, but he's still going. Like, I could see, like, a roadie saying something like that, telling these stories, but I don't know. It bothers me. Well, somebody if somebody finally asked him uh, if he, uh, if he, because you know I'm sure with him asking everybody, do you like the heart in a blender song? He's been asked about a million times. Did do you like the heart in a blender song? And he did. I did see he responded, not really. One time. That's fine. I, I that's 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 fair. You can't look back and write all the, all the songs you wrote and say they're all bangers, but. You know, you love them. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Jay, you ever eat an icicle? Have I ever eaten an icicle off of a like a like house? the side of a roof or something? Yes, I have. It's not just the yellow snow you have to watch out for. While it might be tempting to chomp on an icicle, they can also be extremely gross, which is why one meteorologist is warning against plucking one off your home and taking a bite or a lick. Please don't do that, Katie Nicolau of KMEG, the CBS affiliate in Sioux City, said in a TikTok video. She exclaimed, When icicles form, it's from water that melts off your roof and runs down the side of a building. Well, here's the thing. You know what else is on your roof? Bird Bird poop. poop. A lot of it. And the water picks it up and freezes it in the ice. You're eating poop. On Twitter, Twitter, Nicolau urged people not to eat snow either and said there was a video of that coming up next. It contains an insect known as snow fleas. She <gasps> told, I didn't know that, did you? No. Nicolau was referring to springtails, which the farmer's almanac said weren't technically fleas despite the name, but act like them, and that they're small and jump. While they look a lot like fleas, par- biting parasitic fleas, snow fleas are not something to fear, the almanac noted. They won't bite, and they're actually great for your lawn and gardens because of the work that they do to help decompose organic material. So you can eat them, right? So, cool. so is she going to start writing stories about you know getting food from the market and you know from plants? You know how many fucking mice and there's mice shit in all the food. You know what I mean? She's going to start writing stories about that. She's a genius. Don't eat icicles because there's bird poop. What yes. about going to McDonald's and getting you know rat shit in your food? Well, you know what I'm saying. In the burgers. Where's that story? What's her name? Bernadette. Katie Nicolau, bro. Yeah, come on, Katie Nicolau. Get on your game. So, just too obvious for you? Oh, my gosh, these gimmicks. You know what I mean? Just because it's snowing outside, she's got to break down. I like chomping on an icicle. You know what I'm saying? How many chicken nuggets do you think you can eat in 60 seconds? A lot. Yeah? Yeah. What's the record? Uh, Nella Zisser... The okay. former Miss Earth New Zealand and a medical student um, found time to be an eating champ, even with all that. Guinness World Records on Wednesday posted video of her setting the mark for most chicken nuggets consumed in a minute. The clip showed Zisser devouring the fast food favorite in real time during an attempt in Auckland, New Zealand. She slowed at the end as if she'd bitten off more than she could chew, but still gulped down a record 10.5 ounces. The record is measured by weight, but for those counting, she had 16 nuggets. Oh my gosh, amateur. In a minute? <clears throat> Molly Schumer, did you ever watch her? No, I don't know who that is. Molly Schumer could devour some food. Then how man. come she's not in Guinness, bro? I don't know. Well, she, she, you know those, um, that meal where it's like a giant steak, mashed potato, or what? giant steak, a potato. You, you what, know what the I'm meal talking? that I have every night? 
<laughs> no, there's a uh, there's a meal that you can order. You have to you have to do it in the in an hour. I think it's like a where's it at? Seventy six ounce steak, a potato, um, broccoli. You have to finish it all within an hour. Is it in Jersey? No, I think it's I think it might be in Texas actually. But she ate two of them in under an hour. Jesus. Right. So she could definitely dominate. All right. Fair enough. Um. So. Molly, Sh- Molly Schuller. There she is. Yeah. I think it's Schuyler. That's what I said, dude. Hundred um, pound mom eats seven burgers in a minute and a half. Yeah. How does that happen? Like all, all the, like those little, like you know, Asian women who are the competitive eaters. Like, like how do they do that? They must train somehow, right? Yes, I think they just eat quite a bit. Non-stop. No, I think there's I think there's a certain thing you have to do where you like stretch your stomach out with water or something. Well, there's right? one guy I know who ate I think four heads of lettuce, right? To get his stomach spread out yeah. and drink water. And yeah, then... and I think there is a technique to it besides just like eating everything in sight. It, do we have any competitive eaters listening? Uh, write in notnordicpod at gmail Tell us what's up. Um, naked fugitive rescued from crocodile-infested mangroves by fishermen. Um, two fishermen have rescued a naked fugitive who they found. I love how they had to add that he was naked, who they found sitting on a tree branch in Australia in Australian crocodile habitat. Uh, Cam Faust said Wednesday he and fellow recreational fisher Kev Joiner heard Luke Voskresensky <laughs> yell for help on Sunday as they set crab traps for their dinghy, <laughs> dinghy nice. in mangroves on the outskirts of the northern city of Darwin. Faust said. Vos Krasinski, who was covered in mud, cuts, and insect bites, sounds like he had quite a day, had explained that he had been lost for four days, survived by eating snails, and had used his clothes, quote, for bits and pieces all over the way. It didn't make sense to us, Faust said, referring to the explanation for his nudity. He had a nest made up in the tree, and he was only laying a meter, or about 39 inches, above the water, and there were crocs in the water, so he has done well to survive. Joyner said the friends hesitated before bringing Vos Krasinski on board. Once we've seen how bad he was and how many cuts he had all over him, and he was dehydrated and pretty weak, we thought we'd better get him on the boat. We thought he just—he might just have had a big night after New Year's and got lost and done himself a mischief in the bush. Now that would be a crazy night, a crazy New Year's, if he got lost for four days in a cro- in a crocodile-infested area afterwards. Yeah, I mean, like, you see, the, there's a picture of him. He's up in the tree and he's he's nude. No, I didn't. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know what your what the outcome of your craziest New Year's was, but yeah. mine fall, fell well short of nude in a, in a crocodile-invested <laughs> uh, area. This is true. Um, Faust said he stripped his underwear and handed Vos Krasinski, that is a, that's a fun name to say the more I say it, um, his shorts and a beer as the trio made their way back to Darwin. He looked like he needed a beer, although he was in a bad way. An ambulance was waiting at a Darwin boat ramp when they arrived. Foss Krasinski was taken to a Darwin hospital where he was placed under police guard. So he was treated for exposure. Police, man, I feel like they like writing his name, too. <laughs> Police said Voss Krasinski has been free on bail after being charged with armed robbery, multiple aggravated assaults, deprivation of liberty, and stealing. Wow, you get bail after all of that? You sound, it sounds like Trip Trip Falusi. What's the John Kay's name from uh, Ren and Stimpy? Chris, Christopher Luzi or whatever? Yeah, that's, yeah. What it, that's what it sounded like. Trip uh, Falusi or whatever. So, um, <laughs> yeah, the guy apparently decided against visiting Vos Krasinski in the hospital after discovering he had been wanted by the police. So he was scared. Damn. 
Yeah, like I said, I'd be hard-pressed to figure out what my craziest New Year's was, but it wasn't that. So the article didn't really explain how they ended up there, did they? No. Um, Just nude in a tree, bro. Eating snails. So this McDonald's fan has apparently shared a trick to get free hot chocolate, but some fans think it's gross. Um... TikTok users have been sharing uh, tips and tricks for all sorts of things of late, from how to find bargains in your favorite shops to how to get free food at popular restaurants. One user named Kyle recently claimed they'd come up with a hack for getting a free hot chocolate at McDonald's, and it's very simple to do. However, his advice proved pretty controversial, with some people branding his method gross. Kyle, who lives in New York, first shared his video a year ago, and it proved so popular he has since reposted to share with more viewers. In the clip, he explains that all you have to do is get the free drink, and to get the free drink at McDonald's is to ask for a cup of hot water with your meal. As well as the hot water, you also have to request a sachet or two of chocolate sauce. You then mix the sauce into the hot water, which melts, and there you have it. Yeah, that's pretty gross. In the comments, Kyle claims that his trick worked so well and tasted so good, but not everyone was convinced. One person was not happy about him using hot water instead of milk. They said hot chocolate with a base of water is my issue. That's kind of where I'm at. I mean, I guess if you're broke, I mean, there could be worse things. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's not hot chocolate without milk. There, there used to be this website where it's called, like, uh, McDonald's Hacks. Yeah. Like, back in the beginning of the Internet, you know, it's youth. Like the uh, anarchist cookbook and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. There was this way to get free cheese on a hamburger. What was it? You just walk up, you order a hamburger. And my friend did it. I was with him. He said, uh, I'd like to get a hamburger. Can I get extra ketchup, extra onions, extra cheese, extra pickles? And they're like, sure. And, they, and then he yelled back and the person in the back was like, yo, yo, that's a cheeseburger, man. <laughs> and he already paid for it. So they were like, ah, you know, screw it here. Take the burger. So you got a free cheeseburger. And there was another thing. You you order hot water and you dump it into the trash can. Right. And it melts the plastic. So when they go to take the trash out, there's no bag in it anymore. And it goes everywhere. It was... Uh, that was pretty mean. It was. We didn't do that. But we did do the, uh, the burger. He did the burger thing. And it worked. Yeah? Yes. Free cheese on a hamburger. Well, to continue our somewhat recurring series about um, phallic-shaped household appliances, when shopping online, you never quite know what you're going to find, and it seems these days you can buy just about anything. We recently heard about people causing a stir by trying to sell their unwanted wrapped gifts on eBay, but now it's another listing on the site that has got people talking. An unnamed eBay shopper hoping to get themselves a waffle maker recently was left stunned when they came across a a very unexpected product for sale in the marketplace. They shared a photo of the item on Reddit's Casual UK forum, writing, was looking to buy a waffle maker. This was not what I expected. I was looking to buy a waffle maker and didn't want to buy new. I searched eBay and found this listing for a commercial electric waffle maker. The description says it's non-stick and makes four waffles, now shipping free within the UK. What was so shocking about the item, you ask? Well, it's a machine that makes penis-shaped waffles. Yes, really. The shopper also included the eBay listing with their post, and for those interested, the unusual waffle maker is still available. Dear God. People on Reddit were very amused by the X-rated find. One person commented, I couldn't believe nowhere in the description does it mention they're dick-shaped. That's <laughs> vital info. Yes, that another, is. Another, a third joked it would be a great birthday present for the prudish mother-in-law from hell. <laughs> that actually is kind of funny. Yes, they're very um, uh, anatomically correct. Yeah, no, and it's, you know, look, I mean, that waffle's got nothing to be ashamed of. <laughs> 
Let's see if they're still available. Okay. Oh, yeah, so that girl I was telling you about, it's a 72-ounce steak. Well, there's a picture right there. I mean, I wonder if they added that after the fact. I mean, that's those are pretty clear, clearly dick shapes. Yes. Maybe this lady's just stupid. <laughs> uh, so that's going to run you 300 euro. You know off the top of your head how many dollars that is? Uh, isn't it doubled? Uh, let's see. Or halved. You know, we're not allowed in Europe right now anyway, so why should we... Uh, so one point twenty two. So it'd be like, like, fuh, 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 uh, three hundred divided by one point two two. It's like two hundred forty five dollars. Oh, okay. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> so, like I was saying, was that girl Molly? What's her name? What do you? How do you pronounce it? Uh, sh- I, I would think that's Shiler. Okay. She does three 72-ounce steaks. In how long? In an hour. Dear God. Yeah. So I don't I don't think these people who do these little chicken nugget things, get out of here with your rinky-dink things. You know what I'm saying? God, I feel bad for Molly's colon. My stars. There's got to be something wrong with her. She's super skinny, and she just devours food. Devours. It's kind of disturbing to watch sometimes. Why is there going to be something wrong with her, Jay? That's kind of mean. Because she's very thin and she puts away tons of food. Well, that's enough news, I suppose. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the the moral of the story is that Jay loves the, the guy from Eve 6, wants to be his friend. I wouldn't mind him if the stories were just, just retelling his stories. I just don't like how it's, it's all like... Uh, I can't think... As soon as I start talking about it, it just leaves my brain. I just don't like how it's all negative, I guess. Or it's like, I'm better than this. I'm better than that. Well, he said the guy, like I said, he said the guy from the Spin Doctors had a nice had a nice coffee with him and talked him through his divorce and showed him pictures of his cats. See, like that, like that little thing at the end, and then he showed him a picture of his cats. That's not, like, that's that's the funny aspect that he's trying to say and throw it in there to make it seem more, you know, wacky. You know what I mean? Like, that's what pisses me off. There's no genuineness to it. It's like... Ugh, I don't know how to describe it. It's it's weird and odd to be weird and odd to put a spin on it. It's it's two tr- it's two truths and a lie. You know what I mean? So you rendezvous, then you're through with him. You already said that joke. Come on, you hack. All right, I'm here with Jackie Martling, guys. What's next? <laughs> Jackie. <laughs> Should I should I should I should I mention like one of their uh, one of their lesser known songs like "Here's to the Night That We Recorded This Podcast" or are they good songs? I mean, you said the second album is kind of decent, right? Yeah, you uh, see if you can pull up "Promise" real quick. Okay, I thought I thought "Promise" off the second record is pretty good. I believe it was the lead single. Was it? Was there a video for yeah. it? Yeah, really. Eve six, "Promise." I th- I think it's kind of catchy. On um, "We're Not Nordic," here he is. You tell me what she's Oh, hold on, hold on. No, no, no. <laughs> You're not getting any yeah! revenue from us. No, no, no. We're going to need some fazools yeah, for that. Yeah, I know. Here we go. Eve 6 with Promise. The um, main DC. You got to get to the hook. Sleeping through the evening, singing dreams inside my head. I'm heading out. I, I like his rat t shirt. Burning it. 
Promise to try not to fuck with your mind I promise not to mind if you go your way and I go mine I promise not to lie if I'm looking you straight in the eye Okay I do remember that song Yeah It's not bad You know it's it's and he's in his tweets he's kind of acknowledged his problem as a songwriter and that's like he writes too many fucking words right yeah it's, but here's the thing that's what makes them Eve six yeah you know that's that's their element you know to throw these garbage words in there you know what I mean well he it's funny because I read so like I said I did like a little deep dive and they were like well what influenced you and he was saying that. Um, actually, when he wrote the Hard in a Blender song, he was listening to a lot of uh, Dear You by Jawbreaker. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, that really, like, I like want to put my tender Hard in a Blender is something that a 16-year-old who's listening to Jawbreaker would write. Like, it really, it made sense to me a lot at that point. Like, okay. like if you think about, like, I, like I gave you Dear You as a punching bag. Yes, like, yeah, it was like good. The, yeah, there's a couple cringy lines on it, though. There's, uh, the world is an oyster locked in a shell. You like the taste of it, but can't stand the smell. Like, No, I, I, I mean, I think that's fine. I think there's a lot of lyrics out there. that, it, But as, as soon as you sit there and start breaking them down and analyzing them, it's like, okay, I see what you're trying to say. I enjoy it. Sure. You know what I mean? Because I know there was one thing that Spencer did in, in a Jumper Cable song one time, and I said, I was like, dude, I don't know if I really like that. It's just sounds Spencer very... from Discount Cemetery? Yes. It was... Um, uh, we uh, what was it? Uh, we were thinkers. I have a headache. We were lovers. I have a heartache. And I told him I was like, dude, I don't understand it. But then he was like, no, see how they're both going together. I was like, you know what? I really like that now. Yeah, I kind of do too. I like it a lot. You yeah. know, but the but the first time hearing it, you know, it's like that. It's so like um for me when the first time I heard, it, I was like, that just sounds too basic. And then when I when he explained it and he told me and I heard him saying it again, I was like, holy shit, that is really. Awesome. I kind of like lyrics that take a minute. Yeah. Yeah. So, I props to Spencer. Props to Eve Six before he started this Twitter rambling fucking <laughs> fiasco. But but yeah, he was talking about how like like how they were more focused on words than kind of the melody. Like he pointed out in this interview I read that if you listen to Inside Out, the Heart in a Blender song, yeah. like it's almost flat vocally. Like yes. he Like he doesn't do a whole lot as a vocalist. Bro. It's more it's more about the words than. Bro, except for. Tommy to the bed. Uh, he does. He does. And look, I mean, look, he did say he was a virgin, so he had never been tied to the bedpost at that particular point. Maybe that's what he's pleading. He's, you know, pleading. You know, hey, tie me to the bedpost, dude. Yeah, actually, I will choke on the rind. See, I actually think, in in retrospect, learning that little little bit about him, I think it's a very thirsty song. Yeah. Well, there you go. See, now that makes it interesting. Anyway, so so props to Eve Six. I now love him after that. You love you even love his whole Twitter feed. <laughs> yep, sure. <do. laughs> I'm gonna go to my fake email job tomorrow. Ah, he's <laughs> like, yo, what do you do all day, Eve Six guy? What the fuck? Seriously, <laughs> I still love him. Anyway, we'll be back in a minute. Who's got better movies? 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 Bang or war! So we can decide who's best. Bang or war! So let's put them to the test. 
Thank you, Greg. Thank you, DM of the show, Greg. Welcome to Banger War, our semi-regular segment wherein we uh, decide who is better, who made more, uh, which actor made more good movies uh, via the entire entirely scientific formula of which ones we did and didn't like. Correct. Uh, we don't accept any emails about this segment. All opinions <laughs> are final and gospel truth as far as I'm concerned. This is true. So, um, we, we started doing um, a recurring champ, and uh, for those who are just joining us or not keeping track, the current champ is Bill Murray with uh, 26. Tw- 26 bangers to his Yeah, credit. I messed up last week and I said 24, but that was the Tom Hanks. Yeah, alright, so Jay... Uh, Jay feels like he's got the he's got the winner here, and we're actually going to go so far as to uh, to put a, a shiny a shiny George Washington on it, a, okay. s- a single. Mine is out in my car. Uh, I'll get it. I'll get it at the next break. Your 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 fucking your your money your credit is no good here. No, you'll. I will get it. I will get it the next break. And okay, so I guess I've got Bill Murray. Okay, so you're taking Bill Murray. I guess. Right? Yes. Okay. Because I don't know who you I don't know who you're picking. Well, here's the thing. This happened weeks ago. Before any anything, uh, I was sitting there thinking about it, and I was like, oh, my God, this person will destroy Bill Murray. All right, well, don't so, leave us in suspense. Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> That's a good one. Yes. That's a very good one. I do feel that he will destroy Bill Murray. And it's hard for me to say that, but I went back and thought about it. I was like, damn, he was in Goodfellas. Well, let's not. I mean, okay. I apologize. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. Um, Yeah, I mean, just. I mean, he's been in so many movies. I mean, not that. Not that he's done anything great in the last ten or fifteen or twenty years. But were you a fan of Snakes on a Plane? Uh, not really. Okay, neither was I. Never saw it. I was. I was excited for it, and then it would let me down. It was a little. It was a little on the nose. Okay. All right, here we go. You want to get to it then? Let's rock and roll. I got my fingers ready to count, y'all. Samuel Leroy Jackson. Of course, that's what the L stands for. Okay. Um, uh, here we go. I think I think I got it in the bag, folks. Yeah, because I mean, man, even just all the times he's played Nick Fury might propel him to victory. Now that I think about well, see, it. See, I'm not a fan of those movies, though. So this is all on you. See, I've never seen those movies. Well, Eddie Murphy Raw. That's that's one right off the bat, certainly. Okay. Uh, Coming to America. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, school days, no. Uh, certainly do the right thing. His legendary role as Mr. Senor Love Daddy. Uh, sea of Love, Deaf, Deaf by Temptation. Uh, shock to the System, Betsy's Wedding. You know, I saw Mo Better Blues. I, I, it's been so long, I don't feel like I can judge it. Okay, so you're saying no? Yeah, I'm going to say no. Okay. Um, the Exorcist 3. Fuck, I forgot he was in that. I didn't uh, even know he was. Man, I don't think that's a good movie. I kind of liked it. I'm gonna say no. Okay. Uh, obviously, Goodfellas has stacks. Yes. Um, I've never seen The Return of Superfly or Strictly Business. Um, I'm gonna say yes to Jungle Fever. Okay. Gator Purify. What a great name. Yes or no? Yeah. The Gator Purify. No, that's the name of his character. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying a movie. I was like, what? I don't know what the hell Jumping at the Boneyard is. I don't know what Johnny Swade is. Uh, after that, he was in Juice. What do you think of Juice? Never saw it. I just watched Juice a couple of months ago, and I actually think besides Tupac, it's kind of a weak movie, so I'm going to say no. Okay. What about Patriot Games? Uh, Patriot Games. With Harrison Ford? Right. I don't remember him in the movie. 
I mean, it doesn't really matter. We're just talking Patriot about the Games movie is, overall. You know, whatever. It's just like every other movie that was clear and present danger and all those. It's yeah. all the same. Yeah, I'm going to say no. Okay. I don't know what White Sands is. I don't know what Fathers and Sons is. Um, yeah, I like Menace to Society. Sure. Yes, loved it. Um, Loaded Weapon 1, absolutely. Loved it. Uh, I'm going to say no to Amos and Andrew. Okay, never saw it. I guess Jurassic Park is still a yes, right? Oh, hell yeah. True Romance is a huge banger. Hell yeah. I think I've seen Fresh. I don't really remember it, so. I'm saying no. Yeah. Uh, Pulp Fiction is my all-time favorite movie, so okay. obviously I consider that a banger. <laughs> right. Uh, the New Age, Hail Caesar, Assault at West Point. I don't know any of those. I don't know The Search for One-Eyed Jimmy. Uh, Kiss of Death is not a good film. Uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance is awesome. Yes. Yeah. Um, Losing Isaiah, I don't think I've ever seen. Fluke, I don't think I've ever seen. The Great White Hype is fucking amazing. I should punch and bag you with that sometime. Okay. Um, a Time to Kill. You saying yes? Uh, I'll leave that one up to you. I don't, I don't, I've never seen it. I'm going to say no then. Okay. But, you know, you got to do the scene, right? What? A time to Kill? Yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. Oh, okay. Um... Long, Long Kiss Goodnight's awesome. That's with Gina Davis, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah, it's, a dope, awesome. it's yes. a dope movie. Uh, I just watched Hard Eight a couple weeks ago. I like that movie, too. You said yes? Yeah, Trees Lounge. We just watched that recently. Yeah. That's a yes. Um, yeah, I think we... Uh, teens and Guns, presenting, Preventing Violence. Uh, 187, I've never seen. Eve's Bayou, I've never seen. Yeah, we can let those go. I did see 187 when I was working. That came out when I was at the movie theater. Yeah, and then Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown's awesome. That's okay, a so full-fledged banger. Yes, yeah, garbage, but okay. <laughs> I know. Go ahead. I don't like Sphere. Do you like Sphere? Never saw it. I didn't like The Negotiator. I did like The Negotiator, right. so that's in, yeah. How about The Red Violin? <laughs> Never saw it. Uh, Out of Sight's dope, even okay. though that's an uncredited role. Uh, I'm going to say a hard no on uh, Star Wars Episode One. Okay. Uh, Deep Blue Sea is dope. I love Deep Blue Sea. I like it too. Um, Rules of Engagement is a no for me, dog. Uh, Shaft is also a no for me, dog. Okay. Um, Unbreakable. I love Unbreakable. Okay. I think that might be the best M. Night Shyamalan film. That was a good movie. I agree. Um, Mr. Glass. Yeah. Um, Caveman's Valentine. Never seen it. Never saw it. This movie, it's weird. Uh, this movie, The 51st State, also known as Formula 51. I feel like I saw this and liked it, but I'm not confident enough to to, to declare it a definite banger. That's fine. Um, Changing Lanes, I actually was kind of looking forward to. I didn't really like. That's with Ben Affleck, yeah. right? Yeah. Stupid. Uh, Star Wars Episode 2, I, I can take or leave it once again. Um, we'll say no. Triple X, absolutely not, despite the fact that they do name check the Vandals in it. Okay. Oh, yeah. No Good Deed, I've never seen. Basic, I've never seen. SWAT sucked. Twisted sucked. SWAT wasn't that bad, but it's not a banger. Uh, Kill Bill Volume 2 is a banger. Okay. What about The Incredibles? Uh, never, I never watched it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we did give Tom Hanks Toy Story. Incredibles was, the first one? First yeah. one was okay. Yeah. I'll I, give it a banger, okay. yeah. In My Country, Unforgivable Blackness, The Rise and Fall of Jack Johnson. Then he was in a movie called The N-Word. Okay. Um, Coach... I feel like I liked Coach Carter. I, I, maybe maybe it's not banger-worthy if I can't say for sure. Okay. But I feel like I enjoyed it. Triple um, X, State of the Union, absolutely not. Um, I'm going to pass on the third Star Wars. 
Something he did something called the man. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Oh, with Eugene Levy. Yeah, I'm good. Um, Freedom Land. Snakes on a plane. We said no to that, right? <laughs> yep. Home of the Brave. I don't know it. Fifty cents in that one. Black Snake Moan was a movie a lot of people liked. I didn't think it was that great. Okay. Um, Farce of the Penguins, the uh, Bob Saget film. Ugh. Fourteen oh eight's dope. You ever see fourteen oh eight? That's the room. That's with uh, John Cusack. Oh god, yeah, it's terrible. But I, I love that movie. Uh, Resurrecting the Champ, Cleaner, Jumper, Iron Man. Jumper, Jumper was good. What was Jumper? Jumper's the one where they it's uh where they're jumping through time or whatever. Jumper's the one where they jump. Yeah, where they go back and forth and like he's like a. All right, so you like Jumper? Make Jumper a banger. Yeah, Jumper wasn't bad. Uh, Iron Man. Or was yeah. that Looper? Or Jumper? Jumper's when they Looper's the one with Bruce Willis and uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. That's an awesome movie. Okay, and Jumper's when like they're like jumping through with like cars and stuff. I've never seen it. Oh, it's, you should watch it. It's pretty good. Uh, Iron Man, yes. Lakeview Terrace, no. Soul Man, no. The Spirit, I, I, I had high hopes for the Spirit. I didn't like it at all. Okay. Um, Gospel Hill, Astro Boy, Mother and Child. Stop me if you hear something you've heard of. I uh, no. Um, Inglorious Bastards, absolutely. That's okay. a banger. Quantum Quest, a Cassini space odyssey. Unthinkable, in the land of the free. Iron Man 2, oh yes. That's a yes. Uh, <laughs> the other guys. <laughs> Are you saying yes? Yeah, we can call that even, I guess. <laughs> I'll say, I thought he was good in it. All right, there you go. So I'll say yes to that. Aim for the bushes. <laughs> uh, see, you left. No, I... Bro, well, <laughs> next week we will talk about it. African Cats, uh, Thor. Eh, fuck it, no. Okay. Uh, I don't want to just automatically give all the Marvel movies a yes. I got gotcha. you. So Captain America's a yes, though. Okay, Arena, yeah, Arena, the Samaritan, Meeting Evil, the Avengers. Yes to the Avengers, I guess. Okay. Zambezia, Django Unchained. Uh, let's say no. Okay. I didn't love that one. Turbo. What about the remake of Old Boy? Did you see that? I did not. Uh, yeah, that was weak. Um, reasonable doubt. The remake of RoboCop can die a thousand slow deaths. <gasps> okay. Um, Captain America: The Winter Soldier is probably my favorite of the uh, the um, Marvel. Yeah, so definitely a yes there. Okay. Kite. Big game. Uh, what about Kingsman the Secret Service? You see that one? That was the first one? Yeah. That one was awesome. Dope movie, yeah. yeah. That's a yes. I'm going to say no to Avengers Age of Ultron. That movie's kind of a mess. Okay. But I've never seen Barely Legal. I've never seen Chirac. <laughs> uh, definite yes to The Hateful Eight, in my humble opinion. Okay. God, this is just a few years ago, and he's still got so many more movies. This dude <laughs> this dude works. Um, <laughs> I've never seen Cell. You know about Cell? No. Yeah, it's it's a da- it's him and John Cusack again. It's uh, I guess it's about um, uh, everybody's cell phones turn against them or some some shit like that. <laughs> awesome. It's, it sounds kind of funny. I might have to, but I don't think it's supposed to be. Right. Uh, the Legend of Tarzan. I am. I don't even want to say the name of that. Okay. Uh, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. Eating You Alive, Triple X, Return of Xander Cage. I forgot they even made that. Uh, Kong Skull Island. I've still been meaning to watch that. I haven't. 
the Hitman's Bodyguard. I saw that in the theater. I didn't like it very much with him and Ryan Reynolds. Okay. Unicorn Store. Avengers Infinity War. Yes. Incredibles 2 I didn't see. Life itself is supposed to be really bad. What about Glass? Did you see Glass? I did not. Was that good? Uh, I liked it a lot. So you're saying yes? Yes. I liked Captain Marvel. Okay. I liked Avengers Endgame. Okay. I didn't like the sequel to Shaft. Bless you. Bless you. Pardon me. Um, Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, I can say no on that one. Okay. Uh, the Last Full Measure, I don't know that one. He had a cameo in Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker. I don't think we should count that. And then this movie, The Banker. I don't know what the what the hell that is. So I guess that's it. That's it? Yeah. 35. Woo! It's, it's, he's not not getting beat, folks. Woo! 35. Hold on, folks. Let me hear this. That's the dollar, folks. I gave you the most beat looking dollar in my wallet. Yes, it is pretty beat, but it's mine. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he's got a movie coming out called Spiral. That's like the ninth installment of Saul. Was it about stairs? Yes. Nice. Him and Chris Rock are doing a Saul film. Uh oh. Well, for uh, next time we do Banger War, we got some more audience suggestions from listener Beth. So, so what was that? That was with 35, right? 35, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That, that's, that might stand up for a while. Oh, that is not being beaten by anybody. If you can think of anyone that can beat Sam L., please, notnordicpod at, at gmail.com. <laughs> All right, who's and right? let us know. Who's ready for punching bags? Are you are you ready for punching bags? I'm ready for punching bags. It's, it's not quite as timely. These aren't quite as timely know, as they once were. I know. I apologize. You should. I was sick. You're you're too sick for this world, bro. Hell yeah, bro. We'll be right back. The world said it sucked, but we don't agree. Cause we're not down with my mentality. So here we are to give an honest review to you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the finale, uh, Punching Bags. This is true. This is our special, a couple weeks late, New Year's style uh, Punching Bags, uh, thought of by yours truly. We're going to talk about, what do you want to talk about first? Do you want to talk about New Year's Eve by uh, Gary Marshall, or do you want to talk New Year's Evil? I was going to talk about a gift that I got first. Okay. Yo, 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 what's up, what's up, what's up? Oh, shit. This is Danny Diablo, check it out. I'm going to shout out, goes to Jay, um... Jay, your boy Chuck loves you. Chuck and Jay do a podcast together called We're Not Nordic, and both are old hardcore heads. But I just want to say something to Jay. Merry, merry, merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. There's that thing on the wall behind them. You too, Chuck. Peace out. We're Not Nordic. And that's it. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Stay safe. Don't drink and drive. Don't do drugs. Thanks, Isaac. Yeah, thank you so much, Chuck. That was a great... That was great. The funny thing is, you sent that to me, and then I listened to Kings at Crime. That's good shit, I listened to Scarhead. I was like, oh my God. Good times. 
it's 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 uh, sentimental, man. Yeah, that was good. He man. seemed to have a w- w- he seemed to have like a tapestry of a tiger or something on yes. the wall behind him. Yes, he does. <laughs> it is excellent. I'm glad you liked that. It was it was a. Uh, that was um, <laughs> uh, he, he did a good job. I gave him a nice review for that. He really did. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. So thank you again. You're welcome. Great gift. Um, all right. So what do you think? New Year's Eve or New Year's Evil? Probably New Year's Evil because I feel okay. like I have more to say about New Year's Eve. Uh, New Year's Evil uh, was from 1980, released by the legendary um, schlocky. Um, Shitty uh, Canon Pictures Golan Globus Productions. Okay. What I are, mean, what are they famous for? But that's schlocky and. Oh, oh well. Uh, shit. Terrible. Uh, Give me a list of some garbage that you know. Sure. Um, they did uh, Delta Force is one of the better known ones. Oh, okay. Invasion USA. Um. I know that. Uh, the the thing I loved about this movie, I'm just. I know we're still going to get to it, but it's just. I loved the the ambient music and sound effects in it. You know what I mean? It was they, definitely... A, go ahead. They did the whole American Ninja series. Okay. Uh, you go on. Uh, I don't know. It had that old horror feel, the whole horror movie feel, you know, a lot of the... They don't really make them like that Friday anymore. Friday the 13th, you know. Did you, did you hear that in some of, the, some of the elements? They did, like, the Friday the 13th. I was like, what are they doing? They can't just steal from another horror movie I and guess do the same exact thing. I guess it was pretty close, right? Yeah, it was almost exact. Invasion USA, that was Go On Globus. You ever see that one? I don't think I All those 80s uh, Van Damme movies, Kickboxer, Bloodsport, that was, that was all. Those are great movies, though. I don't care. Though. They did Masters of the Universe, if I you ever saw that. I, fight at the Kumite. <laughs> uh, Ninja 3, Domination, that's a classic. Yeah. There's a good... um. They have a good repertoire. Yeah, well, there's a good uh, there's a documentary about them that's very much worth watching if you if you come across it. Okay, it's called. Um, hang on. And was it on? Is it on like Prime? Is it on? I, Netflix? I don't I don't know where it's floating around right now. It's called Electric Boogaloo: The Wild Untold Story of Canon Pictures. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it's 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 worth checking out. Nice. Um, so, so so give them the synop. Of this well, New Year's Eve. So there's this woman who's, I guess, a famous DJ in L.A. Uh, who plays like punk and new wave or whatever. And she's doing a party, uh, an all-night party on New Year's Eve, right, with live music and stuff while she does her show. On K-Rock, by the way. Was it K-Rock? Yeah, she did say K-Rock. No shit. Yeah. Um, and she, um, she gets a call from a guy calling himself Evil. Right. Who says that... He's going to murder somebody each time a different time zone hits midnight. Correct. And so that's 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 the the basics, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So, did you like this movie? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I I don't I don't feel the thing. Uh, I'll just say, uh, no, I did not like it. All right. What about you? What do you feel about it? That's all right. Yeah, I, I, would, I didn't love it. Uh, let me refresh my memory. I gave, I gave it, yeah, I, I gave it five out of ten on, on, uh, on Letterboxd. Okay. Um, I. <laughs> the problem is, it's a, it's even, and a lot of like early '80s slasher movies fall into this trap. Is that even at 85 minutes or whatever it is, it's a little dull at times. Yes. And. Um, 
one of my the one of the biggest issues I had was the theme song was so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they played it three times, full, from start to finish. They played the entire song. What about those bands that were performing at the show? Did you like any Yo, of that? Yo, that second band, Made in Japan, yeah. that was up your alley, wasn't it? I thought so. Dude, they were fucking good. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, Chuck loves this band, hands down. So this so this dude, Evil, like he kills somebody at a nursing home. He kills... He, he kills a woman and throws her in a dumpster and this and then the big the, to cut things short the big plot twist that really I saw coming a mile away I Me don't know too. about you is I that uh, the, the killer is actually uh, the DJ's estranged husband and uh, yeah it's I don't know it's there's not a lot like it's not a super violent movie like not a ton of people get killed right uh, the, the thing is it's got it's got Mike from Killer Clowns from Outer Space sure and uh like you said, the twist was so obvious. It, it kept showing the killer, showing the killer, but they never revealed the relationship with, what, what was her name, Roz? Roz, yeah. yeah. And then you knew right from the beginning. It's like, this is obviously the husband. Come on. What about that scene where the, because what was his even explanation? Like, she, he thought that she wasn't being nice to their son or something. Actually, her real name's Blaz, uh, Roz. The character's name is Blaze. Oh, sorry. okay, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, because she was, uh, she was, that that's Roz Kelly who played Pinky Tuscadero right. on uh, Happy, Happy Days. Days, Fonzie's girly girl. Oh yeah, his and actually I guess the guy who played Evil died just last year. Well, two years ago now. Sorry, twenty. <laughs> it was twenty nineteen. Yeah, the whole thing was is that the son wanted to be an actor, but he was getting his parts I guess because he, he was using her. He name. said he was Blaze's son. Yeah. Right. So then he stopped doing it and got the part, and he wanted to show his mom. That he got the part without using the name. He got it on his own. And that's pretty much why he was killing everybody. And that was it. Then Wasn't there a scene like where she's in the middle of doing a broadcast and he like puts her stocking on his head or something? Right, and then pierces his ear with it to hold it in. Yeah, it's nothing just... really ever comes of that, does it? No. No, there was no and there was no catering. It was just no cater. Well, it's a, it was a pretty minimal budget film. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It just it just wasn't something that was enjoyable. It was just kind of it was kind of just kind of there. Yeah, it had it had that old feel of like a good slasher horror movie. It had a feel, but it just didn't come through with. Yeah, anything. you're right. It's like for the first twenty minutes or something, I was like, "Ooh, this seems promising." Yeah, exactly. and then it never kind of kicked it into the next gear. No. Yeah, you you want to you want to see if you can pull up some uh, some uh, made in Japan. Uh, I try. You know what? I tried. And there's actually a band called Made in Japan that came out in 2000. And, well, uh, here, there's some there's some song titles. Oh, Maybe okay. Maybe pull one of those up. That'll um, help you. You want to do... Uh, Dumb Blondes? Yeah, hold on. Um, yeah, I, I feel bad. I don't feel like there's a ton to say about this movie. It's... it's Like I said, I was... You know, for a movie that that's short, that short, the fact that I was looking at my watch by the end is not a good sign. Right, exactly. And oh. It was also kind of weird that, like... Like these people were slam dancing, and like none of these none of these songs were particularly fast. Right. Yeah, it just sounds like the Damned or something. It's a hot list. Yeah. Maybe we should cover this. Yeah, it's uh, really catchy. 
So yeah, it sounds like it's it's very uh very seventy seven like um like the Buzzcocks or the yes, Damned, yes. the Damned or something like that. Yeah, I, like that was the only plus in this entire movie was that. But like me. I said, it it just seemed like it seemed to me, and I remember I don't I, I don't know if you remember this was years ago where a bunch of guys from Philly got flown out to California to be in an AFI video. Okay, I do remember that. Yeah, yes. like they they were like, "All right, you got a mosh." And they didn't play they didn't play the AFI song through the through the PA. They played like Sick of It All and stuff. Right, they were moshing to it. Right. And so I kind of got the impression that like in these concert scenes, like they might have been playing something else. You know what I mean? They might have been like, okay. "All right, here's the germs. Slam dance to that or something, and then we'll <laughs> then we'll put Made in Japan in in, uh, in post." Well, they did. They did. Um, they did play a slow song that really didn't fit in that well. Yeah. Uh, Bill Gazzari, sent up Bill for self-titled "Cigar Chomping Whitehatted Godfather of Rock and Roll" for three decades has died. He was sixty-six. Who's that? Uh, Fulia advocated poker. Poker for rock clubs and a sidewalk of fame for rock stars died Wednesday at his West Hollywood home. He was thanked in the in the credits. So the Godfather of Rock. Bill. Hey, actually, a quick digression. Something I meant to talk about, and it'll probably only take a second. Uh, when when we did news, is um, uh, this woman Marcia Zazula died? I don't know if you ever heard of her. No. She's kind of considered to be one of the like. She's kind of considered to be the godmother of like American heavy metal. Uh, her and her husband John, um, they basically discovered Metallica. Oh, really? They, they started they started their label Megaforce Records just to put out their first record, Kill 'Em All. Oh, that's and pretty then cool. They put out Ride the Lightning as well, and then later on in the '80s, they also put out the first Anthrax record and the first Testament record. So like they were they were they were pretty important in uh, American heavy metal. I mean thrash. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, here you can see James Hadfield says she was our mother when I had none. Wow. When was this, recently? Just a, two days ago. Oh, damn. Damn, she looks good for how old was she? Uh, 68. She's about, what, about a little bit older than James? Because James is how old? Early 50s. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because they were, they were very, very young. Because that's the thing that, that's the thing that I really found interesting about all of it is, like, when they discovered Metallica... They weren't like what Metallica came to be. Like they were just a bunch of like drunk kids that really enjoyed playing fast. And it just it occurred to me that like that's a real skill to be able to see something raw and unrefined like that and see like there's talent and potential underneath all of it. And I would imagine they you know they got well taken care of for that because I mean I'm sure Kill 'Em All and Ride the Lightning have been repressed a million times since they since they went to what was it Electra Records and. I mean, I bet both of those records are multi-platinum at this point. So, oh, I would think so. I mean, they're no—they're not, no doubt. What's double diamond or whatever they are? Is that Tragic really? Kingdom or whatever it is? Dear God! I, I mean, I owned a copy of that No Doubt record. I'll admit it. I did too. That album is really good. It's got some jams. Excuse hmm. me. That's not how that song goes. Though. Excuse me, you, Mister. Yeah. Excuse me, Mister. You got things all wrong. You make it. In the... Yeah, but. There's more than one element. Excuse me. What was that from the verse? Because I've been waiting in line and I'd like to buy some of your time. New Year's Evil, five out of ten. Five, no. Not at all. I would give that a... I'll give it a... Borderline three. I'll give it a 3.5. 
3.5 diamond encrusted battle, battle axes. Yes, sorry. And a five Viking broad swords. Moving right along here. Oh man. Oh fuck. Let's let's talk about New Year's Eve. Part of a trilogy of uh, of holiday themed romantic films made in 2011 by Gary Marshall, brother of Penny Marshall, including a cast of way, way too many people to even name. Um, <laughs> oh, God. What, what were your initial impressions of New Year's Eve? It was shot well. <laughs> That's fair, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of even, like, the best way to begin to even summarize this thing it's like it's like a bunch of stories intertwined within each other yeah it's it's it, you know robert altman he he made a movie called shortcuts which is kind of similar to this except good okay it, like sliding doors movie no not sliding doors because that's like what if she missed the door or whatever. Yeah. yeah not that i'm sorry um okay shortcuts. So, it, so it's tough to even like it, there's all these characters and at some point, <laughs> at some point, um, there we find out that a lot of them are connected. Yeah. And it, I don't know. So it's tough to it's tough to really go through. I'll I'll I'll, I'll go through the elements of of the movie that I thought were most ridiculous. Okay. Let's uh, hear one it. of which is uh, the biggest one is Zac Efron plays. A very handsome bicycle messenger, which you know everything that Zac Efron plays is very handsome because he's a very handsome man. Right. And he ends up delivering something to a music company, and uh, John Lithgow plays, I guess, the president or whatever. And after a uh, a dispute with him, Michelle Pfeiffer, who plays his assistant, quits, and I guess um, buys Zac Efron's services for the day to help her fulfill different items on her bucket list. No, no, her New Year's resolution. Oh. Those are her New Year's resolution. And, which is all well and good, and like, um, you know, maybe maybe as a standalone thing, it'd be like, oh, that's nice, but then we're supposed to be made to believe that Zac Efron wants to fuck this 60-year-old woman, which I, I thought was kind of a bridge too far for me. No, I don't think that that's what it was. I think that he was just... Don't they kiss at the end? They kiss at the end because she wanted a... Uh, a, a a midnight kiss on New Year's. That was the only thing. It wasn't like... You don't think he was trying to smash? No, not at all. Smash, uh, no. I think he was trying to smash. Very rude and crude with that with that language, bro. Keep it PC, okay? They were trying to bone it out they big time. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, you uh, don't think there was like a, like a romantic element or like an attempt at one? I think it was pity. I think that the one part when... She is listening, overhearing the conversation, you know, and he says, yeah, she's pretty pathetic, blah, blah, blah. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? So he gets the tickets and he feels bad. So then he tries to, you know, make it up to her by saying, you know what, I'm sorry, you know, I'll make it worth your while. I'll give you a little peck on the cheek, blah, 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 you know, kisses her. And then they dance at the end. I think it's more of like, you know, he feels for her and just wants her to have a good time, you know? Um, it's I like where he wakes up. It's no longer his mission to get, you know, some sex. <laughs> it's more like make this person's time, you know, great because he doesn't even care about going to the party, you know. But, but they go. They go. They? But they go together, but without all of his friends because he just wanted to go and you know, meet a chick. 
And I love how they're all going to the same party at the end somehow. Right. Exactly. Okay. Well, my second most ridiculous thing is Go ahead. the idea that um, uh, John Bon Jovi would ruin his whole career. For... Who? Who? Well, sorry. What's his name? Benson, bro. Yeah, Benson would ruin his whole career because of a cook played by Katherine Heigl. Right. I didn't. Really, I didn't really buy that too much. Yeah. And with his ridiculous necklace, dude, oh that god. thing, that thing just kept getting bigger and bigger through the movie. It felt. Oh my god. Oh, oh, and Ashton Kutcher again. Yes. Oh Jesus, and the Ro- Robert Ro- Robert from- De Niro being all he wants to do before he dies is see the ball drop one more time. Yeah, like like I said, like I wrote this here. Nothing's better than seeing Robert De Niro dying. That's just <laughs> laying, that's, laying in bed. That's just blasphemous. No, it's, fucking best actor, <laughs> literally my favorite actor of all time. Dude, I so true. Meet the Fockers, best movie ever. You know what I'm saying? You're totally right. Rocky and Bullwinkle, good job, bro. You love those movies. Those you, are your top two favorite. Do you seriously not like Taxi Driver? Uh, to be honest, I feel it's kind of overrated, but I mean, that's just my opinion. I like Donnie Brasco, and I like Gotti. So <laughs> you should see his eyes, Gotti, folks. See his eyes. Look for that one in the archives. Yeah, that was a good one, though. And then uh, let's uh, see. I, I wrote this down. Please. Ludacris was in Fast and the Furious for that big ass check, right? So why was he in this? Yeah, there there couldn't have been much money to. Uh... It's just it's so. Yeah. Ludacris is in this movie, and he tries to play a uh, police officer. Right? I think he's uh, a security. No, he's no, not. No. no, you're right. He's a yeah. police officer. Yeah. He's yeah. like the captain. Yeah, yeah. But his whole role is, I told you you'd be doing this. Great job. There's no acting. It's just he's playing this tough guy for no fucking reason. Pardon yeah. my French. Yeah, and then eventually Hillary Swank was like, I called your family for you. Yeah. She's like, he's like, thank you, master. You're so nice. Like, uh, it's, a, it's a weirdly subservient role to the white woman. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just, it's very, it's a very upsetting um, movie. Just his, his acting is just not good. It just really. To me, was very, very, very uh, bad. Like, why? Why was he in it? Why? Why were a lot of these people in it? They brought something. Like who? It, it might not be great, but they brought something. Like Jessica Biel and Seth. I hate Seth Myers, but him oh. and Jessica Biel, they were okay. Uh, what's his name? Stiegel from uh, Inglorious Bastards, whatever his name is. Till Schrieger. Yeah, he was good in it. So you like the subplot where they were trying to be the first baby I don't, born no, 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 on New no. Year's? I, I'm not saying I like it, but I'm saying that they they added like some kind of acting element. You're where saying it's just this is like, your favorite movie of all time. That's <laughs> that's what you're saying. I got to be honest. Like I was like, it was like enjoyable to because everything moves so quick in it. You know, it doesn't st- it doesn't stick to any one thing for long. That's 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 a fair point. The problem is it jumps into something that's just as mediocre. Sure. You know I, I mean? That's the problem is there's a million different subplots and I didn't find one believable. Right. I didn't find one relatable. There's not one character in this movie and there's like 40 bajillion characters where I was like, oh, I want them to succeed. I want them to do good. And it pulls out like every like shitty, like easy get a reaction out of you trick in the book. Like when at the very end when Halle Berry gets all dressed up and you learn she's got uh, her her boyfriend Common is in Iraq or Afghanistan and somewhere. Right. And it's, she's like, oh, I miss you, baby. Happy New Year. And it's like, I just found out about this character two minutes ago. Like, right. it's not, it's telling me that he's off to war is not enough for me to get, like, 
you know, obviously I care about the troops, the real troops. Right. But I'm not, like, you can't introduce this guy two hours in the movie and be like, oh, he's at war and expect me to care about a fictional character exactly. without me understanding who he is. Right. Or, or, or her, 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 her connection to right. him. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No totally. one cares whatsoever. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just, a, it was a stupid, like, a stupid, like, like I said, every, every trick that he could use to try to, like, get you to cry at the end, he did. By the way, did you watch the outtakes during the credits? When he pulled the copy of Valentine's Day, is she pulled the copy yeah. of Valentine's Day out of her vagina? Just, yeah, Jessica Beale's. Oh, for fuck's sake, man. <laughs> she, no, no, no. That only one copy. It was, a blu- it was a Blu-ray and a DVD, and the girl goes, oh, "Twins." <laughs> Come on, that was good. All right, I, I guess it just made me laugh. So I guess I can't be as hard on it as I was going to be. There were a lot of things that caught me off guard that I did laugh at. Uh, the little kid who was like, "Mom, Dad, I can't find you," and then he they pick the kid up and crowd surf him to the mom. I forgot about and that. And he's like, "I'm coming, Mom." <laughs> that was funny. Uh, what else? The tow truck driver. Oh, he's, he's like you're s you're s o l, which is something out of luck because I don't curse. He was really good. The pastor was good. Yearly Smith was good. Yeah, I mean she's you only know? in it for a couple of seconds. Well, hey, those few seconds were good with her. I, I yeah, I, that scene didn't do much for me. Was, well, really good line in it. I'm not going to give a long speech. Socrates gave a long speech, and his friends killed him. That was funny. That was Josh Dumal that said that. Yeah, at the end. I don't know. It, it, I mean, there was there was something. Alyssa Milano. I liked her in it. I don't even remember. Honestly, I, she had. I think she was on on set on the screen for honestly ten seconds. Yeah, because I I just saw her name in the credits. I was like, wait, what the fuck was she? She was the nurse at the end. She was just like, what are you doing? Oh, okay, I gotta go. That was it. Who was Sarah Paulson? I don't. I don't even remember. Who Sarah Paulson? What is she? What oh, is she was Till Schwieger's wife. Okay. 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 And Sophia Sophia Vergara was um, Catherine Hargill's very thirsty friend who wanted who wanted what was his name Benson? Yes, she was a sous chef. She wanted she wanted to smash Benson real bad. Now, see, I dislike her as an actress. Me too. A lot, but yeah. I really tried to like keep my dislike up towards her in this movie but she didn't bother me that much in it she's too much of a fake Selma Hayek she, she stole her whole vibe uh, I don't know yeah I, I would say that this movie right here was was more entertaining than you know New Year's Evil for sure wow more entertaining yes yes yeah I disagree okay so what are you what are you rating this oh this is past for me this is straight zero Zero. Straight zero. Straight <laughs> zero. Um, well, the catering was Wilson Rivas. Uh, he must have hated this movie so much it's not even as long as IMDb. <laughs> He's like, no, I did not have anything to do with New Year's Eve. Yeah, but he did uh, Joker, Shutter Island, Cloverfield, and Spider-Man 2. So this is not on his IMDb, which is very telling of the feeling of this movie. I think this is better than... The other movie, New Year's Evil, uh, I don't think I would watch it again, but it definitely had a Hallmark TV kind of feel. It definitely had like a holiday special kind of feel that you would see on TV. It gave me a feeling of the holiday, and I like those kind of feelings. Hmm. Not necessarily enjoying it, but I definitely felt, um, uh, what would be the word? I don't know. Definitely felt... uh, Aroused. 
Sure. <laughs> uh, seasonally, <laughs> seasonally aroused. <laughs> so, I would give this a. I'll give this a four. A four? Should we watch the other two? Is oh, that what? something we should put on our things to do list? Valentine's Day? And uh, what's the other one? I don't know. Valentine's Day and... Uh, I mean, th- this this is what he does. He just does movies like this all the time? No, he just did three of them. The, it's, it's supposed to be a trilogy. It's oh. Valentine's Day and... Groundhog's Day? Uh, Mother's Day. Oh, see, Mother's Day's got to be brutal. There's got to be something sad about that. Mother's Day stars uh, Jennifer Aniston, Kate Hudson, Julia Roberts, Jason Sudeikis, Timothy Oliphant. What other movies is Gary Marshall even... Oh, he did Pretty Woman, right? I guess that was his big thing early, early in his career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, so I, I hated the fuck out of that movie, but hey, you know, to, to each their own, I suppose. Yeah, I'm not saying that I would go out and watch it again. You love it, you bought it on Blu-ray. <laughs> Twins! <laughs> Alright, so you want to pull something out of the bag here? Yes. The, which, this might be the end of the bag these next two weeks. Do you believe it is? Uh, it, it may possibly be. Interesting. I'll uh, be the, I'm pulling the bags out, folks. You take this one. I'll take this one. I've got movie. All right. I think I have movies. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> uh, oh, here's one. How many uh, do you have left? I don't know. This is a Chuck pick, obviously. Uh, ICP, The Great Malenko. Oh, dear God. I I'm, forgot I put that I'm in. I'm kind of... I'm not going to lie... Kind of excited to listen to it. All right, so I've just got two, so maybe you just want to, if you've just got two, maybe just pull them both out. Why? Why don't we save the next one for the next podcast? Okay. Whatever you want to do. It's fine with me. Um, this is Jay, it looks like. Jack the Bear, 1993. Okay. I don't know anything about it. That's um, Danny DeVito. All right. Yeah. Well, that's that's something, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, like, I like Danny DeVito. It's uh, I looked at the synopsis of it, and it gave a weird synopsis. It was like a horror comedy, and I don't remember being a horror. I thought it was a comedy when it came out. All right, let's take a look. I believe it says horror comedy. So ICP, The Great Malenko. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of excited. I don't know why. What is it labeled as? It's just says drama here. Okay, drama. Jack Leary and his younger brother Dylan start over in Oakland, California in 1972 following the death of their mother, Elizabeth. The boys live with their father, John, who entertains late-night horror film audiences as Midnight Tree Coast commentator Al Gorey. Uh, so this is a whole thing. Uh, okay. 29% rotten. All right, well, we'll see how that goes. Nice. I'm excited. Jack the Bear, where is that streaming anywhere? <laughs> Please. <gasps> How many times have you paid for movies to rent? For, uh, for this? Yeah. I don't know, two? Two? Three? I, three, I, maybe? I think I have to do one every podcast. Why don't you ask me where things are streaming before you spend money? Because I have Hulu, I have Netflix, I have um, Prime, I have Pluto. I got them all. Tubi? Tubi, you got Tubi? Tubi's dope, dude. That's never there. Okay. 
I can help you, man. <laughs> I can I can help you. All right, here's a here's a shorter synopsis. Okay, we synopsis for Jack the Bear. Story of the relationships between two sons and their father who moves the family to California and becomes a TV horror show host after the death of his wife. I guess that's yeah, okay. okay. That doesn't sound uninteresting to me. No, we'll see. Um all right, so uh discount cemetery uh dot com. Not Nordic Pod twenty. At checkout. Correct. They got a new bur- they got a new uh Texas chainsaw burbs mashup. Mash yeah, sure, it's pretty, pretty dope. dope. <laughs> Jinx owe me coke. I'll buy one with the dollar I want off of you, okay? Hey. Um and then um what's Greg's thing? Uh, 3D Custom Prints Studio on Etsy. On Etsy. Yes. And enter what? Not Nordic at checkout? Yeah, just write a message to him, not Nordic at all. Hook he'll, it up. He'll hook you up. Um, and then, uh, you got anything? What are you, what are you up to? Just partying, dude. Just partying? Just partying. Uh, what about AC, you? AC Beer Fest is currently uh, scheduled for, um... The first weekend in June at Bader Field, and so if you're in Atlantic City and that actually happens, uh, I, I guess we're gonna play if it happens. Nice. Hopefully, I'll be vaccinated by then, but that's a whole other story. True that. Um, well, that's it. Uh, hopefully, you enjoyed episode sixty, and we'll be back next week with episode sixty-one. Uh, remember, uh, always swerve the yonk. Always, always go. go. Uncle Buck Wild. And, of course, uh, most importantly, remember that, folks, we are very much not not Nordic. Nordic. Good night.